Yeah, I just thinking about what happened with the conservative party last night and what's going to happen going forward with Aaron O'Toole. You ever you ever have this ever ever do this where you're in the car and you just start having a kind of a wicked fight with your partner just as you pull up to I don't know a Thanksgiving dinner. You just you, just as you pull up to the house and you get out of the car and you think, well, well, now we're here. No. And you go in and you make nice and you you know you, you pose for the family photograph and everything's good and you just you know you super and you just know the whole time man the drive home is going to be nasty especially if it turns out you know the parents announce that uh, you know the cottage is is not going to you it's it's going to your younger sister see that it, that's kind of what I'm thinking is happening with the conservative party here's Aaron O'Toole last night saying the drive home is going to be awkward. More people voted for Canada's Conservatives than any other party, and that's a strength to build on. Our support has grown. It's grown across the country, but clearly there is more work for us to do to earn the trust of Canadians. There is more work to do. On the line, Elise Mills with Sussex Strategy, a conservative political strategist. Welcome, Elise. Thank you for having me back. Okay. So <laughs> let, let's just begin with, with Aaron O'Toole and as he faces down his party. Our, our discussion this hour is what's his political future? Is he solid as leader? I think his political future is bright. Um, if you think about where we started off in this campaign, you know, everybody's like, oh, Aaron O'Toole, you know, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to catch up, you know. And then he came right out of the gate. It was positive. It was smart policy. Uh, you definitely thought, hey, they're thinking about what Canada's going to be like in 2030 versus, you know, 2011. It was the first time, Alan, I could say that we had really shed the skin of 2011. I, like every conservative, am really proud of 2011. But why don't we just frame the news articles, put them on the wall, and just remember, that was 10 years ago. And we haven't, up to this election prior to this time, we hadn't really changed course. We hadn't modernized. We, hadn't, we weren't very nimble. Um, and I think Aaron proved uh, that, you know, with the exception of a few hiccups and definitely some frustrations along the way uh, and the pivoting that went on, I think generally he surpassed expectations. And I think that there's always growing pains when you're moving towards the future. But, but the political calculus that said there are more votes in the center than there are on the right, so we'll abandon a portion of the right and move to the progressive center, if you look at the vote breakdown, it, it, it's a wash. It's the same thing. So it didn't work. Well, I think I think this you've got to try and test this more than once, right? You've really got to hone in on, you know, what worked. Did people really believe it? Did it, was it truly, did people experience it? Authentic through an authentic eye. Did was it? Did the voters trust that Aaron was who he said he says he was? We're going to go through this whole, you know, post mortem of it. Uh, the, is what I call the audit of what went right, what went wrong. That is very traditional with every campaign. Even when you win, you have to go back and see what worked and what didn't, what could be fine tuned. But I think this is the first incarnation of the new. Conservative Party of Canada without Stephen Harper. And, I, you know, Stephen Harper was more of a centrist than people thought. 
Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people bought into what union leaders like Jerry Diaz wanted to say about him and how he was able to defy Mr. Harper. But, you know, he was much more of a centrist than people think. And he was more transparent than Justin Trudeau, that's for sure. Um, and so I think we have opportunities here, though, that we can grow uh, beyond what we what we delivered to Canadians. And we I think we can work out some of the kinks. And, you know, I'm happy to own what those kinks are. You know, every political campaign is is always dogged, um, uh, dogged by ghosts, political ghosts. And you know, for the conservatives, yeah. you, know, you you saw you know the liberals constantly say Harper, Harper, Harper. But in the end, it was the ghost of Kenny, the very the very real ghost of Jason Kenny, that seemed to move the needle. And and perhaps is that a way for the conservatives now and Aaron O'Toole to say, hey, listen, um, not me. It's Kenny's fault that I lost. No, I, I think there were, we were sort of, we had jumped off this very consistent, um, high, you know, big momentum type train, right? Uh, the big mo, as we call it. And we had sort of jumped the tracks and we pivoted and reversed on a couple of the platform pieces like gun control, for example. And I don't have a problem with a leader saying, you know what, that wasn't smart. My issue is, why was it in the platform to begin with? Mm -hmm. And it was there long enough. I actually thought, Aaron, that that people hadn't noticed. Um, But it looks like it was a calculated, you know, sort of, Drive by on on the conservatives on uh, you know in part by the by the Trudeau team, but once that happened and then Kenny came, it just sort of bumped the conservatives off the message. Even though the messages were good and uh, the platform, especially around fiscal policy and also some of the healthcare policy, I loved the policies around increasing uh, staff and resources and funding for mental health. I think that's such an important conversation for this country. And believe it or not, Indigenous reconciliation. Um, You know, for example, uh, in in Kamloops, we lost one of our, you know, um, great Conservative MPs, but has been replaced with another aspiring Conservative MP. And the Kamloops band up there is very excited to work with them. They had such a good relationship um, with the former Conservative MP. So it's not true that Conservatives can't find a path to reconciliation and be part of the solution. So there's a lot that we can go to. But you know, Aaron, once Kenny sort of showed up, I mean, it wasn't a ghost. He was in living color. Yes. And, I, you know, it's I, I had that sinking sensation uh, where I thought, wow, that was a nice couple of, you know, first two weeks. Wow, I shouldn't have got ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of could see where this was going, right? Yeah. You know, but everybody wants to hate Jason Kenney right now. And, you know, I, I think in a weird way, considering what's going to be coming forward to Mr. Kenny if he, can, if he can't control the caucus, which it looks like there, there's going to be some issues, it's going to be a rough ride for Mr. Kenny there, it may be um, a blessing in disguise that Mr. O'Toole is the leader of the opposition uh, because, you know, you don't want that sort of dragging behind you to some degree. Elise, great to talk to you. Thank you so much again for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me back, Alan. Take care and stay safe. All right, thanks. That is Lise Mills uh, with Sussex Strategy. With her prediction that Aaron O'Toole will survive and he'll get another kick at the can. Oh, my goodness, can you believe we're going to go through this again? I can. And I'm one of those political junkies. I like it. And, hey, how about this? Eight months (laughs) until a provincial election. It's going to be the Dofo Show for sure.
My name is Alan Carter. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today here on Global News Radio.